Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Chris Ragg and Nick here of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing school reunions. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, Nick, lead us in, please. Well, last week, sad news that uh, the famous American actor William Hurt mm. died. Mm. Um, and I I was thinking about some of the films that he's been in, one of which, of course, is The Big Chill. Um, Not seen it. Nine, I think, I, I want to say 1983, mm. considered to be, you know, an absolute touchstone for the kind of boomer generation mm. turned yuppies. Mm. It's about a group of friends sort of getting back together after one of their friends dies and, you know, the, how they've changed, mm-hmm. how they've moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, it then occurred to me that I, based on my consumption of film media mm. in the 1980s, that school reunions were going to be a big thing. They were going to be something I could look forward to and which would always lead to some kind of interesting right. narrative arc. Yeah, yeah. And if we think back to, you know, for example, um, Superman 3, mm. famous school reunion where he meets Lana Lang. Mm. Um, Peggy Sue Got Married uh, it is about uh, someone who kind of go- goes back in time after a school reunion. Then, you know, crops up in things like Only Fools and Horses. There's a school reunion. There's quite a few sitcoms and cartoons where there's The Simpsons has school reunions. Mm. Um, the video to Billy Joel's The Longest Time, also 1983. Uh, where he goes back to the class of 59, or rather, or rather his, it's his school reunion uh, for the class of 59. So th- there was like, a you know, through, during there. the yeah. 80s, really looking forward to, uh, you know, my school reunions. Well, it, when you, you could know, finally, you know, get with that girl. Yeah, exactly. And, All and, of that. And also, yeah, the, to, you know, show my uh, school bullies yeah. up for what scumbags they were and be much more there successful than yeah. them and turn up in a Lamborghini and all yeah, of that. exactly. Well, do you know, I've not been to a single one. Whoa. I've not even been invited. Well, I say that. I've met up with friends yeah. uh, who, from school yeah. in ways that you would class as a kind of self-organising reunion. But what's never happened is I've never been to a, a school, actual... one of my old schools with a big banner in the gym saying class of 95 mm. and everyone's there mm. and, you know, long, uh, long simmering dramas are played out. That's never happened. Very disappointing. disappointing. So I was interested in whether or not that's just me. And so I looked at, uh, I mean, it's very hard to get concrete data. Yeah, on you've got a bit of, of data, right? Reunions, but yeah. I, I had a look at Google um, Ngram trends for mentions of the phrase school reunion or, or class reunion, mm. um, which which basically tells you the percentage of all the words in a given year are that, are that phrase. Right? Sure. So you can track over time, you know, the percentage is irrelevant, yeah. but the changes over time tells you something interesting. Yeah. And um, it, it seems that basically the, the idea of school reunions and class reunions, yeah, peaked in about 2010 and has been declining, not mm. hugely markedly, but it has it, a definite peak and is now trailing off. Um, but perhaps surprisingly for me was the rise in the use of the term school reunion was i mean it was flat for or, or you know for almost a century in the database until the sort of 1970s where it, it really just takes off um and so, yeah. rises to an enormous peak. so so we've got in the and that's that's echoed if you look at searches like google searches it's a much shorter data data set but you know that again the peak is is very visible 
Um, so we got two puzzles. I was only in, I thought there was one puzzle, which is first, you know, have they died out uh, or is it just me? Well, they are dying out. I mean, so far, a lot of what you say seems to match your personal experience. Right. right? right? But the other puzzle is why, why did the they sudden start? rise? Okay. So there. Okay. Interesting. That's the question I think we want to answer. And, and uh, you know, obviously wider things like what are they for? And Sure. So it know. feels like pre-1970s that the school unions just did not exist. I, not they quite exi- that, they but existed, not far off. But, they, but, but let's I mean, say they weren't the sort of cultural phenomenon that they were considered to be uh, in some way. I mean, they, they, they definitely existed going back quite a long time. And I, I know I've seen, like, during my research, I found, like, letters from the 19th century of people being invi- invited to class reunions and things. So the concept definitely existed. Mm. Um, but um, the, the phenomenon really yeah, took yeah, off, yeah. you know. Which seems to tie in with when I think... If you say the word school reunion to me, first of all, I do immediately think American... And I mean, not that we don't have them in Britain, but, you know, I think American and I think 1980s films. Mm. So it kind of ties into that, maybe. And I'm sure we'll delve into this. Uh, Chris, uh, you probably went to school. Um, what what are your thoughts on all Once this? upon a time. Once yes. upon a time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so that's interesting data, which I wasn't wasn't aware of. And I I think I'm going to posit a theory, which is that uh, the school reunion or what a school reunion does there has been and there is an enduring requirement for that type of thing, right? I'll come on to that in a minute. Mm. But I think the reason why it might not have existed prior to the the time period Nick was looking at are, well, I I guess a range of of things to do with, with technology, geographical mobility. So, for example, if you... If you lived in the house next door to the people you went to school with because nobody moved away from town... What's the point of a what's, reunion? What's the point of a reunion because you know them anyway? Uh, but also, I wonder whether sort of more modern means of communication uh, sort of facilitated school reunions in in some way if you you know if you're able to telephone around all your all your friends or whatever then you know perhaps that was um uh, something or you could advertise it in the you know the local newspaper and by some means or, or whatever so yeah i wonder whether technology and and cultural changes have happened but i think what a, what a school reunion does which there probably was previously a requirement for and there still is a requirement for uh, relates to a whole range of things, one of which um, is the idea of uh, benchmarking your progress against peers, which is which is an obvious one where you want to know, well, how are people like me getting getting on? And then I think I think there's another one uh, which is related, I suppose, which is about um, your your school, your school year, your your um, you know graduation year or whatever, being in some way a sample of the population at at large. You know, depending on what kind of institution you you went to, or you know that can be more or less diverse. But essentially, it's a way of you f- sort of finding out information about the the world, like you know what has happened to people like me who had similar experiences to me. 
you know, where should I be in relation to them and, and so on. So I, th- I think fundamentally it's about benchmarking and it's about discovery of, of what's going on in the in the world. I th- yeah, I think you're on something there. I, I, I liked what you said about technology because also the technology, uh, when you talk about telephones, for example, that could support a sort of a growth in, in reunions. But of course, technology can then sort of have another effect um, that might lead to their decline, which I suspect we'll come on to later. Um However, I think, in, and in terms of the motivations for them, I think as, as, as I sit here listening, I think there's one thing actually as well, why we're, they're super emotive for people, right? Because we're talking about our formative years, right? And if we think, and, and also the, you know, the victories and the humiliations um, that we all, I'm sure, experienced at school, and it's all tied up with these sort of, when also when our egos are so strong in our lives at that age, and and then combining that with, as you say, sort of a benchmarking, um, it's it's just a really rich ground for. And you can see why there've been films about it and possibly literature as well, because yeah, it's all to do with our own narrative, our personal narratives as well. Um, Nick, yeah, I think that's a great theory. I hadn't thought about the enabling element of technology there actually, because I, I sort of did think, how do you um, how do you organise a school reunion without the internet and um, Obviously, the answer is telephone, but also networks. So you, you, you know, there's going to be people who Letters. you've lost touch with, right? Yeah, but who other people are still in touch with. Yeah, you know, that's that. I think that's how it would have worked. You know, that's you, you, you're friends with X, and X is friends with Y, but you've lost touch with Y. But it doesn't matter. And then, of course, Y will then snowball it further on. And yeah. the idea is that through 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 that kind of chain of connections, quite apart from if you have an if you have a, an actual organised, if the school themselves are organising them, which you know where they may ha- be attempting to keep in touch with people depending on how internet yeah, yeah, they yeah. are but yeah as you say I mean obviously in the age of letters it's going to be much much harder to pull together a critical mass of people um, and there's a lot more work goes into having to you know update your um connections and that mm, kind of thing mm. uh travel as well i mean assuming that you know as chris says there's you know this really only works if you if people are going to have naturally lost touch otherwise there's no point so uh, in a uh, you know in the medieval times you the idea would have been pointless you didn't go to school didn't you didn't go to school but you also didn't li- you didn't move by and large so you might not ling- live long enough to have a reunion either. yeah yeah so um, so I, I mean now i did look at uh, migration actually i was interested in that and my, my the u.s was more migratory actually in the uh through during the 1940s to 1980s than it has been recently now that that is interesting so in other words um something like 20 percent of people in the u.s moved per year uh during the 1940s to the 80s and it was relatively constant but it's subsequently declined to about 10 percent per year so it may be that people are more static but you know it's probably not a major driver um so, but so yeah, that that idea of kind of uh, of technology enabling, just you know, the the sheer difficulty of doing it prior to telephones, I think, would have been prohibitive. And um, so, I suspect only very prestigious places or places where you know, being having gone there, like you know, Yale and Harvard, um, w- would have been enough of a kind of unifying factor. Um, it would have been just a, a lot too much work for whatever you get back prior to that. However. I do. I do have another. This is speculative and tentative. But um, if you think about that, if, if it's a specific generation was enabled to do it, that's that's one thing. But is there also something about that generation? So let's go back to that list of um, you know the the sort of things, the the fictional representations that I grew up with. Mm. Uh, Big Chill. So they would have left university in the sixties. 
Peter's friends. These are sort of very late boomer, early generation. Uh, Is that the one with Stephen Fry, Emma Thompson? Yes, that's okay. right. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, they they would have left at university. They so this was they left university in the early nineteen eighties. Yeah. Um. Su- Superman three, class of sixty five. Um. Only Fools and Horses. Uh, that that one is the class of sixty one. Mm. Um, Billy Joel's Longest Time, class of fifty nine. Okay, is so there's a bit of a grouping there. Thing about the Boomer generation, which makes them more attached to that particular period of their t- of their youth, which other generations just don't have as much of. And I, so I'm thinking, you know, if you think about what was the sixties all about, what is that generation all about? Um, they're unified by things that happened in the 60s, the music, teenage stuff, you know, stuff that you do when you're that age. What's the generation before them unified by? Second World War. Yeah, you've got the great silence. You know, it's not yeah. to do with what age you were, it's yeah. to do with the experience you a- went and through. And they do, and they have a, they obviously had veterans, or those that fought in the war had veterans events, but... You know that was around a different, exactly. a different experience. Yeah. Different so, experience. so which, uh, you know, that's that could be part of it. You know that actually youth is just particularly important to the boomer generation, mm. um, in a way that it isn't to mm-hmm. older generations. Well, well and also, uh, also, I, I wonder, as well, further speculating on your your speculation, that that the erosion of it could also be underpinned by some sort of social changes like Reaganomics and Thatcherism, where it's like, who cares where you've come from? It's where you're where you're going. And actually, do you want to go back to the the crappy town you you lived in when you've now you know got your got your Porsche? Probably not. You want to you know the the whole the whole idea of nouveau richism uh was was celebrated so i, I wonder whether mm. people were much less nostalgic are we is it too early to talk about social media no i think i think now we need to so i think we talked about possible reasons why it, why it appeared as a phenomenon um in that particular era so let's talk about why it might be dying out mm. i mean everyone what's the point of the school you're in when you can re- recontact everyone on facebook i struggle to find any reason why this isn't just the obvious answer Mm, yeah i mean it's an interesting one because obviously you know like like a lot of people would think about a school reunion could i could i do it surreptitious you know they wouldn't necessarily want to actually go and meet those people but they would want to effectively observe them yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. that's what because because if my hypothesis about you using it to benchmark is true it's not you're not trying to maintain that contact what you want to do is turn up and say where am i in relation to to other people and you 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 are no longer in contact with those people so presumably if you wanted to be in contact with them still you would have made an effort to do so and and so you know you probably still have some school friends but you don't have you, you don't keep in contact with all yeah. the people you're at school with uh so i suspect that's that's a a, a reason does everyone remember friends reunited yeah yeah, yeah. yes yeah I, I was gonna mention that myself but get, yeah which yeah. was built did around you, schools wasn't did you it? go yeah. on it yeah, well, so so I I remember because when we were when this topic came up, I thought, oh yeah, friends reunited. I I remember that. That was a big deal. Apparently, it was uh it was launched in June two thousand. Okay. Right. By the end of the year, so six months later, yeah. it had two and a half million users wow. in the in the UK, yeah. which shows, I think, the idea of massive demand as soon as the idea was like oh i can look at my old schoolmates and i don't have to meet them yeah 
there was huge demand for that very idea. So I think that and that I, supports that. And hypothesis. I remember my on my entry on there because I think one of the big things about it was very difficult to communicate. Actually, you could sort yeah. of post, but communication was not easy. But I remember in my post, I put, "Oh, um, I'm just about to get married to my Brazilian girlfriend." Right, and that's so it. Definitely ties in with this benchmarking things. Like, yeah, you remember that spotty geek with no mates? Get a load of me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean that. So I th- and I think what's interesting about Friends Reunited is it's always cited as an example of kind of missing the point of this technology that you just invented or that users will have a need that you've accidentally met. And the um you know they they it was very much pitched as a here's a way of catching up with and and you know perhaps main perhaps maintaining contact with or meeting again people you were at school with. But they accidentally invented social media. Mm. They'd actually invented keeping in touch with anyone and uh, actually using it as a like one of the main platforms to keep in touch with people. Mm. Um, and actually, schools are neither here nor there. And and I I feel like the interesting thing, as Chris mentioned, there was this. It was like a bit of a meteor, you know. It lit up the sky, the internet skies, for mm. a very brief period, and then mm. faded away. Um, and that's because there's basically not that much air in the room of school reunions. I mean, you have them, let's say, once every 10, 20 years. Yeah. Maybe that's about right. Maybe there's one evening every 20 years worth of fun in a school reunion. And the problem is Friends Reunited and and uh, Facebook and the likes of that don't have to go very far to suck all the air out. Yes. And there's just not much left. As Chris said, what's the point? You know, uh, when you've got most of the information that you want, um, you, you know, they're really it, the only thing you would be getting is what people aren't sort of telling you on social media, which is probably quite a lot in some people's case. You know, you're seeing a curated version of their life, but you'd be seeing a curated version of their life anyway. at a, at a school reunion anyway. So, look. Um, we still got a little bit of time uh, on this episode, but um, it feels to me that we've kind of put this to bed, or have we, first off, because um, I feel quite satisfied, and I, I think we're kind of all in, a, in agreement with one another, um, with the causes of the rise and fall of school reunions, one. Um, two, boring, grumpy old man sort of thing, it, it is a shame, because um, the one thing that something like Facebook can't deliver is that sort of a nostalgic shog snog with Sharon behind the the mm. bike sheds, right? And well, when and- I was when I was at uh, so I went to sixth form at Camden School for Girls, and um, they had this set of reunions the year I was there. I think they did every year, but I but I helped out on the bar because mm. I thought it might be quite fun to meet some old you know Camden girls. And so they had this thing where they, they sort of did reunions for every 10 years. Yep. So effectively, when I was there, it would have been the, the class of 85, right. school leavers of 85, so it was ro- and the school and it was leavers of thing. 75, and the school years of leavers oh, of 65, right. okay. and on successive weekends. And I, I kind oh, of okay. turned up. And, and um, for the 85 people, you know, I I thought it was, it was just really interesting. I went up, uh, had, a, had a sort of um, chat with these, uh, you know, impossibly sophisticated age, ancient women in their late 20s um you know and they were just so exciting chatting to these people who were like going out and doing these exciting lives and i was like i can't wait for 10 years time i'm gonna be doing this exciting life and and you know we can i'm gonna meet up with people like this and all of my generation will have gone off and done all these interesting things Mm. and we're all gonna get together and discover all these interesting things that we've done Mm. and yeah i i i mean 
two disappointments. Uh, firstly, that one your life. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, secondly, well, yes. I mean, the point is that actually it has become commonplace to know about that stuff. Yeah. It, it is. To, it, it's. It's. You know, the the internet has done for. Um, you know, has done done to school reunions what you know the Wikipedia has done to the Encyclopedia Britannica or whatever, which once this highly prized thing where you could reach up onto the shelf and and find out information which was otherwise inaccessible, and now you know it just and it's not that interesting when you. So I sort look of disagree. It. I sort of disagree um, because um, I recently went to let's call it a school reunion. It wasn't a reunion, and it wasn't my school, right? Okay, but. It was, but it met all the other criteria. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a university reunion in effect, and actually, it was a, it was a mate's fiftieth uh, birthday, and in effect, it was kind of like what you had described, you know, a self arranged reunion. Um, and one thing, actually, to thinking about social media is that first of all, some people use it more than others, right? And so there are some there who I kind of. Um, know what they're up to through Facebook, just vaguely keeping an eye on it. Uh, there's some that I see every now and again anyway, but there were some who I had not seen for 30 years. Um, and so it did deliver that information, right, that was missing. Well, One. come on, spill the beans. Who, well, was, who was hot? Who was not? Who <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was hot. But, yeah, we, I mean, we, but were you the bright star? Were you the, ch- no. were you the, well, actually, the kind of prodigal uh, child who'd gone off and Yes, enormous yes I was, yes, which tells you everything really about the sad. failure of my, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, of that, con- of, of my cohort. Um, no, and the second thing is, of course, and it's an obvious thing to make, you know, just hugging people and seeing the lines and, you know, and just that human contact. Yeah, you can't put a filter on real life, right. can you? Right, <laughs> no, and no, quite, and getting drunk and yeah. messing around and... For the, I did something for year, which I hadn't done for years, which was um, smoking some weed, and it was great, basically, awesome. and dancing to night in a, in a really excruciating manner, dancing to in in an overly enthusiastic manner to early nineties hard, happy hardcore shakes, shapes, exactly. Yeah. So it was wonderful. So what's my point is that actually it's a shame because I think mm. we're right that it's it's for things like social media that reunions don't happen as much. Um, and it's a shame because actually there's meeting up in person it is wonderful mm. you know and 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 also in and it's surprising and actually i was very nervous going to the event and i don't know why i was nervous and lots of people i hadn't and seen in years and i think an element of it is oh how am i doing compared with others yeah how am i aging compared with others and also but it's those emotions of the people that i liked and then we fell out and then because i'm always full of falling out with people unfortunately um and yeah i mean i'm but much it turned more out a... that others had been feeling the same yeah. you know um yeah, yeah i mean i'm 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 quite a keeping in touch kind of person really right i tend to try and keep in touch with people throughout my life so sure like my university friends i see them all there's, mm. I've lost touch with a couple of people, but they're the people I wasn't really that bothered with. Um, school friends, you know, still in touch with the ones who, you know, I wanted to keep in touch with. And you, other people sort of on the periphery who I occasionally see anyway. Um, I, I fear that if they, even if there had been a school reunion, the ones you're really interested in probably wouldn't turn up. That's the problem. Yeah, I think there's a prison. Sort of, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there is there. Well, there was. Yeah, there was the guy from my school who did end up going to Orange County Jail. Right. Um, it's a story for another podcast, but um, you know that, uh, and he was one of the one of the really mean kids as well mm. at school. So it all tallied. But uh, but the point is that people who you know perhaps felt that their life hadn't gone very well would 
um, would be much less likely to turn up. And and I think you know that you wouldn't really get that juicy feeling of superiority. But also you you the people who are kind of you know have vanished are not are much. They're going to remain unvanished. Yeah, I think so. They're going to remain vanished. Yeah. I mean. So. So yeah, I and 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 it was slightly backed up. And I, I checked on uh, Reddit. I, I looked for sort of tell us some terrible things that happened at your school reunion. And nine ninety percent of the stories were, well, it wasn't like a school reunion at a, at a school like in the films. It was we just went to a bar and out of a class of three hundred, about thirty turned up, and it was okay. You know, that was what most of the stories were. It was like you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was all right. Okay. Um, well, look, I mean, this has been a very uncontentious episode. Um, there are a couple of questions I want to move on to. But before I do, Chris, anything to, to add? Well, yeah, I'm, ju- I'm just wondering sort of a little bit more about uh, why that period of our of our lives is so interesting to us and why we like to to revisit it and, and why we're interested in how people who we knew at that period and why you don't sort of go oh I wonder how the children I was at nursery with are doing or I wonder how I do actually yeah well perhaps but 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 there's a we have a particular didn't I answer that at the beginning go on keep going well yes but I think I think there's actually there's actually a bit of science to that as well you know this idea that um that that is a formative period of our of our lives Ah. Uh, that um, you know, when they've looked at things like teenage memory formation, um, and uh, effectively, there was a study done by um, Columbia University where they were looking at um, uh, sort of reinforcement learning. So, um, you know, when you're shown a particular stimulus, a certain thing happens. Do you learn to associate that? And um, uh, kind of teenagers perform better than adults do at that at that kind of task um and they so they were sort of supposing that this was to do with the striatum the part of the the brain that's to do with reinforcement learning but it actually turned out that it was really more about the um the hippocampus which relates to the laying down of memory and what, what effectively they established was that um memories that you form as a teenager have more kind of impact on um, on your subsequent decision making than m- memories that you form as a as an adult. So you attribute more value to to effectively more value to memories that you um, you lay down as a teenager than you do uh, as a, as an adult. So you sort of learn more from them, I, I suppose, at that uh, at that time in your life. I, I, so yeah. I guess the world world gets the, or let's say the social world, which I suppose you're discovering by yourself at that age, just becomes less informative because you've kind of you've learned the basics, and yeah. that's the period where you're learning and, the basics. And, and, and so I think at that stage, when you're at your sort of you know high school. Uh, that's when you learn what a bad person is or what an attractive person is or what a friend is or all of those sorts of things. And so I think there's a, as well as this idea of how am I getting on, there's also a sort of drawback to this world that was was um, foundational in, in the person you've, you've become a little bit. So Yeah, I suspect there's also an issue of, if we think about kind of at what period would it be most interesting to sample and then say resample a person after 10 years that would be the optimal spot i think like if you think about the when the most change happens um it would be just uh, sort of just before you've left school um where you're about to go to university and then choose a career and all that stuff 
Um, but before you have done all the settling down stuff about, uh, you know, ch- getting married and having kids. And I and I suspect that, you know, if you s- sample someone between uh, 30 and 40, they're going to look a lot more similar than two yeah. people sampled at 15 and 25. Got a brilliant idea, and we're going to pitch this oh, to TV good. production yeah. shows. We could um, visit someone at, when they're, say, seven, right? Yeah. And just every seven years, we could revisit them, right? Um, and see how they're doing. Yeah, that, we, sounds, that sounds like an awesome idea. Let's do it. We'll idea. pitch this to yeah. ITV. Yeah. 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 Okay. Should we? We cool. should. We need yeah. to have Never started about before. fifty years ago, though. That's the. That's yeah. the only right. yeah. But, but uh, that 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 um that idea that there's more variability from being a high school person to being a twenty five, thirty five year old than there is at any sort of other point in your life. I think is is interesting because all those uh, you know those american booklets that they produce like most likely to be mm, mm. Uh, well, i wish know, we had yearbooks in yeah. britain well yeah. so so um so my wife's school did have a have a yearbook and right. uh, you know that i had a look through it and it's not, not what terribly was she interesting, the most likely to do yeah well she wasn't she wasn't mentioned I, I don't know i guess there were 250 kids and there were like five no. categories or something but um but the point is I think you're right. That's maybe part of the fascination about a school reunion is you make those predictions, but actually they're probably at their most uncertain at that at, at that mm. time. And, you know, if you look at things like, um, you know, the relationship between grade performance and, uh, you know, uh, and um, long-term career earnings, then they're not terribly well connected. So you think, oh, this person's going far and actually, you know, there's there's lots of variability in that that kind of data. Mm. But but probably if you looked at somebody's earnings at 35 and their earnings at 45, you, you, there's you're not going to go too far wrong. Yeah, at, you're already at, at on that. that point. Yeah, so yeah. Hence, on that uh, hence, I think the 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 fascination and popularity of the where are they now montage. Yeah, which you get in you know things like Animal House or the History Boys and yes. all of those things set yes. at school. Everyone wants to know the answer. Where at the end of it, you're like, yeah, but what happened to them? And that's why you've got to have the where are they now montage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I think that, that yeah, that was that's really interesting. I really enjoyed that. Um, Okay, so I've got a couple of questions I want to ask. Um, let's see. Actually, but before I ask those questions, we've talked about how I kind of went to a reunion recently. We've talked about um, uh, Nick's. Um, Chris, have you been to any reunions? I must. I imagine that you. You no. don't seem like a reunion. Shun them. He yeah. shuns them. Shuns yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. Having said that, the the people that I was at school with, who I wanted to keep in touch with, I I still know and still sure. see. So yeah, yeah. okay, okay. All right. Um, okay. By the way, uh, uh, the elephant in the room that you always say this with a straight face whenever you mention it, uh, Nick, is the, the fact you went to uh, Camden Girls for sc- mm. School for Girls, which let's let's not even go into that. Let's just leave that out there. Um, leave that as a as a as a as a as a, as a question. As you wish. Yeah. Um, so actually, I was going to ask you, hey, what were you like at school? But actually, I'm going to ask Nick, what do you think either Chris or me was like at school? What do you think What do you think people would say about Chris or me? You, in fact, well, both. I, I think by Chris's own admission, he was a bit of a scumbag at school. Yeah. I think Chris would have been scary at school. Do you think he was a bit nasty? I, suspect, I, I was basically like Draco Malfoy. Yeah, I, was, I suspect um, he'd have been, uh, I, I wouldn't have got on very well with him at school. So actually, in all seriousness, um, Chris, do you think other people would have bad memories of you at school? Oh, and, yeah, and they would yeah. say he was horrible to me and he made my life hell? Or uh, he was a bit I, of a... I don't think I um I think I would 
have been viewed as vindictive, but I don't think I, I don't think I went after the same person consistently and may you know spread it around them. a bit, spread it, spread, yeah. spread the love around. Why is this, Chris? I, 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 difficult to know. Well, one, I, I, one bullying victim is you know a tragedy, but a whole class full is just a statistic, you know. So <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really at all proud of it, but I, I. There's a bit of me that maintains that it was probably better to be a bully than to be bullied. So mm. there may have been a bit of of sort of um, self, and it wasn't physical bully. You know, I wasn't the biggest person. It yeah, was just it was, more emotional. It, it you was, undermine them. Yeah, and 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 use other people to do the physical bullying, right. like yeah. my but crab, crab and Completely Goyle. unsurprising, um, really. I mean, this is what makes him such a great asset to the company. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. No, set well, of I like skills. to think I'm a reformed character. Yeah, is, and, yeah. um, but I don't understand. I sorry, I don't want to, you know, delve in. But I don't understand because I think um, I think you're a nice guy, Chris. But I also think. Um, you also there's a definitely a hard side to you and maybe a, a lacking in emotion no or not the most emotional of people right yeah is it connected to that maybe i think i think that idea of lack of empathy and and so on perhaps but but yeah i, I i've been a very different person since i met my wife right okay this is a story of redemption i like yeah, this yeah um like vader yes, like vader exactly. he's underneath it all yeah. It's nice, really. He just yeah. wants to be loved. Okay. Um, um, so tell me, Chris, what was I like at school? Uh, I reckon you were... Well, I was going to say you were gregarious and so on and so forth. And, you know, but I've got this... Fi- I've got a friend who's a bit like... Who reminds me a bit of you in terms of their personality. Oh, God. And they were actually quite shy and retiring at school. And then subsequently sort of went through, you know, through their late teens and university years, went through a bit of a personality transformation. Uh, almost, I guess, in some sort of compensation the for that. Out the, of the, the butterfly or, or, or like, mm, I'm not happy with the way that that life was. I'm going to be I'm going right. to make myself new. So I'm going to I'm going to say maybe you were actually quite, quite retiring as a as a you know, a 15, 16-year-old, maybe mm. a little bit shy. I think there's some truth, some accuracy in what you've said. Um, I mean, what I would say is my school, I felt was a very um, imposing kind of place. And it was easy to get crushed there um, by both the system and the people that it generated within that system. And so I was kind of, I was actually, I was quite gregarious and quite a loud, irritating git, okay? But I was also quite shy and not exactly bullied, but... You know, I wasn't one of the popular people. And there might even be people at my school who wouldn't even remember me kind of thing. So maybe a little bit shy. Somewhere so you haven't in- changed that much. <laughs> and so somewhere in between. And certainly leaving school and going on to university just was just such a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah, I feel like it's like putting a brick on a sponge. As soon as you take the brick off, sponge bounces back Boom. to its natural shape. There you go. I'm a sponge. But And so university was just a revelation to me. Just partly I just be myself. And people were nice and normal and friendly, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, I think there's some definitely some accuracy in what you've said nick i think he was incredibly studious and annoying um and um i i I doubt he was like one of the popular kids but i think within his i definitely think he's i think he's one of those geeky teenagers who found his people and he found his interests and within that group he definitely had some solid friends but he would have been like one of the cool geeky guys kind of thing as it were no well i definitely the latter bit like i wasn't ever one of the kind of alpha kids for sure but i also wasn't very studious 
Were you not? No, I didn't. I was very bad at doing homework. I was getting, I got into trouble an awful lot at school, but for always for cheekiness on not doing my homework. It was never for graffiti or pooing on the teacher's desk or anything actually sort of crazy like that. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I, but to be honest, I really don't feel like I've changed very much almost since I was at nursery. And mm. I, I feel like I'm basically the same person. So I don't, I don't think I would have been that different at sure. school. Um, I didn't, I've never gone through one of those big sort of, you know, personality change moments. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I wasn't uh, correct about the sort of having a small group of friends. That's always been true. Um, but uh, I wasn't geeky. I wasn't one of the geeky kids. Okay. I mean, you knew the geeky, the geeky kids at my secondary school, the mm. city of London. They were in uh, the A stream. We had an A stream, and everyone else was B stream. And mm. I was in the B stream. Were you? And the A stream. Well, the A stream were just all these little. They were usually half the size of the B streamers, mm. and they had big, thick glasses, <laughs> and they were, you know, chronically introverted. And they were studious, as you say. They always used to do their homework and double underline with a ruler and all of that. Yeah, and I've yeah, never yeah. done anything. And that was not you. Never like that. No. Okay. No. I, 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 I like being naturally brilliant rather than having to work at it. Same with me. Good. Yeah. Actually, I presume academically we all did kind of okay. I was very up and down, but I had moments of brilliance, moments of genius. That's how I describe it. Just just like this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to draw things to a close there. I enjoyed that. I mean, that wasn't one of our sort of shouty sort of... No. No, it's consensual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a nice change. Nice and smooth. A consensual three-way. <laughs> yes, Brilliant. exactly. Yeah, at a school reunion. Yeah. yeah. What could be better? Yeah. Um, all right, we'll stop there. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye.